This week, we're joined by one of our best friends, Peter Cotter. Pete has his own story, as he was born with cerebral palsy. He did not let this define him, though, as he went on to become an international footballer. Last month, the Irish CP football team competed in the World Cup in Argentina, and this received almost zero coverage from the mainstream media. This is something we want to bring to light. This is Pete's story. You were over there representing the Irish cerebral palsy football team, and you kind of have a, you have a great story. You have cerebral palsy, as we know, but you didn't let that define you. You followed your dream and you played international football. So for maybe those watching at home who maybe mightn't have a clear idea of what cerebral palsy is, could you just fill us in? Or? Yeah, um, well, I wouldn't know the exact definition now, like, but I know mm. the main thing with cerebral palsy is it originates from, it's kind of similar to a stroke as to where one side of your brain is affected. So what I know is if it's the left side of your brain is the affected side and it's the right side of your body. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's what I have. It's my left side of my brain would have been affected. So it can happen pre-birth or post-birth. So kind of, you can actually acquire cerebral palsy through an accident later in life. So mm. say car accidents. Yep. So there's been people who have an acquired brain injury through a car accident, a fall, anything along those lines really. And for you, it was pre-birth for yourself, I think, was it? Um, yeah, it was yeah. pre-birth. Um, had um, complications with breathing and all that sort of lack of oxygen to the brain. Mm. So then through the lack of oxygen, blood clot in the brain, miniature stroke, born with cerebral palsy. Yeah, geez, very geez, interesting. Yeah, but like, to be fair, um, you didn't let it define you. Like, you know, I don't think, um, you know, we've known you know a few years, like, and it really, you don't let it define you. Like, you still carry on. You know, it doesn't limit your life or anything. Exactly. I, I, oh, yeah. You don't let it, but... It depends really, you know, it's easy for me to kind of go, not let it define me, you know, mm. it's kind of the lucky ones where it doesn't affect yep. what I can do on an everyday basis. You know, there's other people out there who aren't as lucky as me mm. and would be more significantly affected by the disability. Yeah, because there are different levels of it and stuff, I think, in a way. Yeah, so. well, it kind of ranges anything from even less affected than I am to people who are unfortunate and ended up in a wheelchair and, mm. you know, they need 24-7 mm. care and assistance. Brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. Um, <laughs> Brilliant answer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck's sake. And I suppose, <laughs> how old would you have been when you realised that you had cerebral palsy and you may have um, been, you know, different to your yeah, friends or yeah. a bit more limited than... It's a bit of a complicated one, really. I kind of, from a young age, I noticed it more in my arm. I never noticed it in my legs or, say, my right leg, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, kind of growing up, I knew there was something different, but didn't have a clue it was cerebral palsy. Kind yeah, of the yeah. mother told me originally I'd stretch ligaments in my thumb. And to my extent, that was it. Oh, my ligaments mm. are longer than everyone else's. No, that's it. I didn't even know what didn't cerebral... didn't think any more of it, yeah. I yeah. didn't know what cerebral palsy was. I didn't hear the word cerebral palsy till I was in junior cert in secondary school. Yeah, I was just about to ask you what age. So junior junior cert, secondary school. I was 15 when I found out. So that kind of came about actually how I got involved with the football. That we were in P one day in school. And the teacher would come up to me and he goes, you're Peter, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the fellow with cerebral palsy. And I was like, cerebral palsy, what's that? Oh, jeez. Uh, didn't have a, kind of dropped a banjo yeah, on you. Yeah, didn't have a clue. And I was like, I kind of knew there's kind of a category for someone who has on one side of their body, it's called either a right hemi or a left hemi. Mm -hmm. okay. And I was like, oh, I have right hemiparesis. And he's like, yeah, that is cerebral palsy. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. So kind of, he then told me about the football, 
and then I went home and had a chat with the mother, kind of, goes, what's this about? It's a cerebral right, palsy. Yeah, yeah. Story here. Not so much the ligaments in the tummy anymore. Yeah, right? it's kind of on. everything else, really. Jeez, so yeah, you found out at a pretty late age, and then you got you got involved in football then, through yeah, that teacher and stuff, was it? Or? It was. He had a contact in the FEI, who, right. Oshin Jordan, who runs the Football for All programme, so yeah. he'd be the main head, I suppose, overall, the amputee football, the CP football, the blind football. Mm-hmm. So he had gone in contact with him, who would then set up a trial with the old management of the team. Okay. So that was... That went been, well? Went well, yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe. we wouldn't be here today anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be seven... Seven years now in April. Jeez, seven Jeez. years yeah, you're, 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 what, you're 21 years of age at the moment. 21, yeah. So. And what did the actual trial involve? Um, Playing a bit of soccer. Bit <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bit what like a, a standard. <laughs> we won't even listen to it. This, this oh, yeah. <laughs> just a, it's only a two-person podcast, yeah. it's okay. Drive <laughs> on, um, lads. <laughs> it was just a bit like a standard training session, really. We went up and, in fairness, at the time, they were only just after coming back from the European Championships 2010 and they were just after winning bronze so there was a lot of funding pumped in so at the time they had a fella running the digital side so they had a full-time fella doing match analysis all that and stats and all that yeah did a lot of money pumped in they were it was under the high performance in the institute of sport Mm. so they had full access to all the institutes high performance equipment and everything so we were brought in, and it was out in DCU's main campus, and it was kind of, we were brought in and we were shown a video of what CP football is, yeah. and then the coach talked to us, explained it all, asked us kind of thing, and then we went for a bit, well, you, could, you could suppose it's like nearly a mini medical, yeah. we were looked oh, at by yeah, the physios, and kind of, they were like, oh, I think he'll be this classification and this classification, because mm. within CP football, you have four classifications, depending on oh, who affected you that, yeah. 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 There's a few different cl- classifications, and is it you have to have a certain amount of players on the pitch at a, or a certain amount of classifications on the pitch at certain times? Yeah, so <coughs> this year now there was a, a new rule brought in than before where, well, I'll explain the classifications first, actually, it might make more sense. Cool. So that it is, is a class five would be the most affected you're allowed to be yeah. and still be eligible to play football. So if you're any more affected than that, there's other sports you can play above. There's kind of a cut-off point, I okay. suppose, just to keep the quality of the game mm. and the matches at a certain level that if you're too affected, look, everyone's going to make a joke of you, I suppose, in a way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Class 5 would be the least affected. So for Class 5, it's normally affected in all four limbs, but yes. it'd be, say, more so in two than the other. So in a Class 5, it'd be bad in their two legs, Yeah. but then they'd have two reasonably well-functioning hands. Okay. So then there's a Class 6... And they're not too dissimilar to class fives in terms of they can be affected in a few limbs. But then in regards to that, it's not to the same extent that mm. they just struggle with, say, sharp movements, coordination, yeah. common thing for a class six is actually have the shakes. So if you look at okay. them, they put their hand up, their hand would be trembling. Okay. So uh, then it comes to class seven, I'm a class seven personally. So for a class seven, it's affected only on one side of your body. Of your body, yeah. So it'd be right hand, right leg, or left hand, left leg. And then after that, there's a class eight. So then that's minimal, you know. They'd walk down the street, they'd walk past you, and you wouldn't even notice to have a disability. Mm. So I think when it comes to class eight, the main thing, it's not just people who have cerebral palsy can play 
CP football. If you have an acquired brain injury through an accident, like I had mentioned a while ago, mm. you can also be eligible to play. So normally with a class F, they are normally acquired brain injuries. Because if you have an accident and it affects the brain, when you're doing your recovery, there's a such thing called muscle memory. So your muscles can actually get back functioning. Mm. It'll take a few years, but they can get back to a similar, if not the same level they were prior to your accident. Cool, yeah. Jeez, I actually didn't know there was yeah. that many levels to it. Like it's, mm. There's a lot, a lot involved in it. And you got involved then. And where was your first tournament as an Irish professional? Because you did um, join up with the Ireland team then. Yeah, I... Didn't go to any tournaments since 2011. I was only 15 at the time. I know the squad travelled to Holland for the World Championships, but there's an age limit. You have to be 16 to go to a senior international tournament. Okay, mm. yeah, so you just so missed out. I missed out on that. I went to Alicante and Manchester for two, I suppose they were only kind of invitational, kind of friendly tournaments in mm -hmm. 2012. So they would have been my first real taste of senior international football, I suppose. Mm. And how did you find it, the standard and stuff? like? Um, it's kind of a bit of a shock to the system, really. You know, I kind of grew up as more of a gammon, you know, yep. played hurling and football for Nemo. Oh, so Nemo Rangers. Kind of, you know, I was kind of coming up through the years, I actually didn't play that much soccer. It's only kind of when I found out about the yeah. football team that I actually started playing soccer regularly. Mm. Yeah. So kind of, I think there was that shock from that. And then... Again, you know, the opposition we played in them tournaments weren't the as high as you play in the full tournament. So, yeah. you know, I was kind of thinking, oh, this isn't too bad, you know. And then 2013, which would have been my full senior international tournament in Barcelona, I think the first game I was on you sub now was Russia, world number ones, trained professionally, and it's just kind of like, oh my God, you're chasing shadows for 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. wow. <laughs> it's just it's in awe. A real kind of baptism of fire there, like. Yeah. Um, so what was I gonna say, Chad? Oh yeah, CP football. It's it's kind of it's a six or seven aside. Seven aside. Seven aside. Yeah. So like your it's kind of like your standard seven aside pitch kind of length and um, things like that, or maybe a bit bigger. Yeah, actually, we were watching some yeah. games. So there's plenty of space there, like um, nippy winger like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> nippy, I don't know winger. Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, you're tricky. A bit of Nade McGeady, I kind of, I saw you as. Oh, I fancied myself as a Robbie Brady, but I'll oh. take what I can get. Yeah, he doesn't like McGeady. No, he, didn't, <laughs> he doesn't appreciate that comment. <laughs> Robbie Brady, so all good. Um, <laughs> it's essentially your standard eleven-a-side pitch, mm. but in, it's box to box. If you imagine an eleven-a-side oh, yeah. pitch, it's box to box, yeah. and then maybe take off half a metre either side and width. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And for yourself, I suppose the biggest tournament to date would have been last summer in Rio. You represented Ireland at the Paralympics. Yeah. So that must have been an unbelievable experience to go over to Brazil, firstly after the Olympics and then mm. everything your country life. over there was, you know, it's top class. You know, you're staying in the Olympic Village, you know, three weeks there and you're treated like a king. Eating as much down. McDonald's as you want, I heard. After the Games. <laughs> 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 Didn't go there once before, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, you know, you go down, everything in the food hall, food's prepared, you leave, they clean up after, you know, it's, you're treated like a king for yeah. three weeks, everything's free, you wanted a bottle of Coke, bottle of Powerade, water, yeah. you name it, it's there. And I'd say it was nice to kind of get that treatment as well, I'd imagine, because even we were discussing beforehand, a big reason we wanted to do this is because, like, the mainstream media didn't really cover no. that tournament, um... Well, I know, sorry, I know the Paralympics, but in general, like, they don't cover CP football that much or anything. Even when you were at Argentina last month, there wasn't much of it covered in the mainstream media. No, like, I mean, so. I'd known him, we wouldn't have known about it, like, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think it's, 
you wouldn't really say there's a stigma around you know disability football, mm. but I think people have it in their heads at the same time. Oh, it is you no know, look, it's, it's disability football. You know, that's cerebral palsy football. You know, it can't be that good. Yeah, you yeah. You know, it yeah, like, nearly yeah. sort of kind of going, oh, God bless them. They have disabilities. You know, it's kind yeah. of like, you know that people kind of go, oh, you know. I've heard people going, when I've mentioned it to them before, that I'm involved in the cerebral palsy football, like, oh, good on you, you know, you must be great, you must be a great little player, and you're kind of like, you know, I'm not really looking to be, for any patronising comments, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a high-performance setup. you know, you're training twice a week locally, mm. up in dubs and every weekend training with the squad, you have your gym programmes to do, so. Yeah. Keeps you going, like. Mm. But yeah. what was the experience like over in Brazil? We'll, we'll get back to that because we kind of... So I just went to the state that... Fuck the mainstream, the mainstream media, media needs fuck to yeah. pick it up on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that point across. Hey, so there's no problem. No so just, just let me get across. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you to the mainstream media. But go on. He's also the guy who's like, he doesn't want to get involved in it. Like, <laughs> he gets in, he'll yeah. fade about the mainstream media. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, we can do yeah. that. Sure, we will chat away. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. I suppose being in Rio itself <laughs> was amazing. You got I mean, a tattoo to, to remember it by? Yes. Yeah? Tattoo to remember it by. But I think mm. even just being there, look, the footballing aspect of Rio for me was an absolute nil. It was a zero. Probably the toughest three weeks of my life in terms of, you know, you're a long way from home. Mm. And so. then certain of the treatment, well, you know, it's different people I say otherwise, but in my eyes, the treatment towards me was... A bit unfair, a bit unjust. I don't think I was given a chance. Res- like not, not even a chance. I don't think I was given the respect that. Not saying you deserve. You know, as a player going over, you know, you're sacrificing your few sacrifice four or five years of, you know, every weekend. You know, the lads going out drinking. You're coming out on a Friday night. You know, no, Dublin yeah. Saturday morning. You're going training. You know, so I think putting the commitment and the work you put in, there's a certain level of respect that you deserve and expect. Mm. And then to be treated, where I was treated over there, I was kind of thought it was a bit harsh. And then again, being so far from home, away from the family, you kind of know, it was kind of tough to cope, really. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. I know, like you certainly flipped the script in that one. Um, I know you had a tough time after the tournament, debating whether to stay involved and kind of things like that. But then you flipped the script. I suppose a year later, you were in Argentina there last month, and. You know, you're playing the majority of the games and stuff like that. And yeah, I think under new management and things. I can't complain really. New management came in in the new year. So kind of, I was on the fence whether I'd go back or not after I was treated. And I kind of decided, look, the previous management hadn't given me a fair crack of the whip. I gave them a few years of my life. Fuck this. I'm walking. I kind of <laughs> <laughs> Like Clint Eastwood or something. Yeah. Like, Fuck this. I'm all. <laughs> there was such you're, venom you know, in that fucking. You, you can't well, like. swear on the podcast, like. But do stop. We've been at it the last five minutes. <laughs> there was such venom in it. You're not supposed to swear. <laughs> We're trying to keep this clean. Yeah. We're yeah, looking yeah. for some ad revenue, like. Yeah, pick that up with swearing, like. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> nah, no, swear away, boy. But, um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. I, to, I decided that, look, I was going to pack it in. I even like I, I told girlfriend, I told family, look, I'm not going back to football. I might go back play a bit of local football for the enjoyment, but that's it. Yeah. And I full set in my ways, convinced. And I was like, you know, the girlfriend was like, oh, we can go on a holiday and all this. You're not travelling away. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we can go away definitely. And then it was, I think, it would have been late February, early March, and I got a phone call off the new head coach, Paul Breen, and he's look, new management and all this. We're having trials. 
And he's like, we'd like you to come. And I was like, yeah, definitely. New management, I'll give it a try. And they... So did you have to retrial for the team? Um, Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just walked around. Right. I, I, I was getting on to it. What happened was, that was on a, the trials were supposed to be on a Saturday. And I was fully ready to go up, bag packed. <laughs> and on the Friday night, it kind of just, something went to my head and I was like, no, I'm not going back. I was like, I can't. Like I said, I wasn't going back. Yeah, yeah. I think nearly a bit of anxiety, you know, kind of like, it's going to happen again, it's going to happen again. You mm. know, I was just nearly mm. unwilling to put myself back out there, so mm. I didn't show up, but it didn't go. Oh, I So I stayed at home. Yeah, really, actually. Yeah. The next day, I got mm. a phone call. That, that evening, the Saturday evening, I got a phone call off, and I said, is everything all right? And I just told him the situation. I was like, look, I was a bit unsure after. I'm not doing no trials. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't even to trial. I think, but it was just I was like a bit unsure after what happened yeah, on the previous yeah. management. And I was only sure. Yeah, don't panter. <laughs> bit, 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 bit overwhelmed. Who came after it? No. In the box now, but. Yeah. but I think that was the main thing. So uh, just explained to me. He goes, "Yeah, look, no worries." And about two weeks later, then lovely official letters from the FEI came Ooh. in the post. Mm. He's like. You know, congratulations, Peter, you've been successful at last week's trial. And I was kind of thinking, I must have played great. Do you know, I actually got uh, official FAI letters in the post there about three weeks ago. And I was like, what are these? I was like, I'm, I'm after getting a call up, right? Like, <laughs> and I opened them and this it was the season evening. tickets yeah. that I forgot that I bought like six months ago, right? Fuck's oh. sake, I thought John Delaney there, you know, Martin was giving me the show. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, that, that was it. <laughs> Can't tell. Hey, I thought you were Sunday League Rooney. Yeah. You need to make up hey, your mind. Hey, we're like if Ireland come, Colin. Sunday League Rooney with the hair, all right. <laughs> oh, oh he's there we go. Every podcast, yeah. keep it going, boys. I love it. Come he on. loves it. He loves but it. yeah, I, look, I kind of after that, he got back on training once a month, and I was like, ah, once a month, you know, I can still have a social life. Still, <laughs> three, three, three weekends a month. <laughs> 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 you know, still have a social life. You know, big semester in college was able to focus on the college work without uh, football kind of affecting that too much. Mm-hmm. So I went back training the once a month, you know, happy out in fairness, enjoyed it under the new management, played a few of the friendlies, getting game time, happy out. And kind of a few of the, what would have been the senior, a couple of the starting seven left after Rio, some just for career Retired reasons. Yeah. yeah, I think one or two left just for career work reasons and then yeah. one wanted to go travelling. And mm. I think after that, everyone else... Didn't like the management the same as myself. Oh, Ooh, lost a few players so through that. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I hope they are watching. Oh, what is Dave? Call him out. No, no. Call him out. No, no. Jesus, Call him out. Go on anyway. So but there was a few, yeah. a few walked before the tournament, and then there was a few actually dropped prior to the tournament under less than questionable circumstances. So they Ooh. actually refused. The Paul, the new manager, gave them a phone call as well. Mm. No, he actually, I think he apologised to one or two because yeah. they were actually treated for the previous management. Was, for the previous management, Jeez. for the way they, he apologised to them for the way they were treated, and kind of asked them to come back. And in fairness, most people kind of say, "Yeah, look, give you a it's chance. new yeah. management. You know, you, you're not you the one who shafted me. Why should I, mm. you mm. know, let the creams of previous managers hang over your head?" Put that nicely, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so in fairness, really a few the came back. Like... There, there was one or two decided not to come back and look all to their own. Look, we won't give out about them. Like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Look, I think <laughs> so it's, it's international football. Look, you yeah. know, you're being called up to play for your country. If your heart's not in it, then 
you're oh, not going to be with the squad anyway. To yeah. be fair, yeah. yeah. And then you, you, moving on from that, you went to Argentina last month. Yeah, so Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, experience? in Argentina for three weeks. <laughs> you're laughing at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I want. So, so we were there for um, three track. weeks now, so <laughs> not too bad. Kind of travelling there was an absolute yeah, nightmare yeah big How long did it take? Big so there was I had to travel to Dublin first because we were flying out of Dublin airport mm, so that was, that was <laughs> he should big. fly from Cork <laughs> <laughs> hey he's the Robbie Brady we flew Dublin Amsterdam and in fairness no, there wasn't a layover in Amsterdam it was literally straight one plane run to the next plane kind of thing go so ahead yeah, yeah I think so you couldn't be happy enough to have that so yeah. straight on to happy out yeah. but it was just for 13 hours 50 minutes i think to be exact the flight from amsterdam, amsterdam to buenos aires jeez and you didn't pick up any local cuisine in amsterdam <laughs> 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 hey he <laughs> was, was going to a tournament boy <laughs> <laughs> none of that on the way on but once we arrived in buenos aires there's only one airport and just the airport in san luis is it's like a fair and four kind of job now just a little shed no offence to Kerry people. No offence. <laughs> His girlfriend's from Kerry, likes to, oh. he likes to slag him a bit. Oh, all right. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in fairness now... You're a show, though, there. No, actually, not really. Hey, Mary Kate, how's it going? <laughs> Will she be watching, Pete? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, okay. Noah. Sorry, we could have crashed. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. It was, oh, we geez. landed in Buenos Aires, and there's only the one airport, and there's only one flight in and out of that airport from Buenos Aires every day. And you think there's 16 teams trying to get from Buenos Aires Jeez. to the thing. So we were like, nah, we're not going to try and get the flights. We'll order a bus. Go away. 14 hours by bus. Jesus. And Jeez. we had to actually take the back roads on the way there because the main roads were flooded. So it was more like so 15 or 16 hours. 13 hour flight to then Followed go on a 14 euro. 14 euro. <laughs> 14 hour. 14 yeah. hour bus. <laughs> Cheap enough. Cheap enough. <laughs> 14 hour bus. Yeah. And you, when did you fly out? Like what day? Oh would it have been God, a joke? I'm just been. trying to answer a my head. I think it was <laughs> like, like, what do you want the specifics? Like, when the where Tuesday, you landed? When was Tuesday the first game after that? After How many days did you have? Saturday or something, no? no it was meant to be the tourist. It was meant to be on the Monday was the first game. I think the way it was is we left Dublin at five o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon flight on a Tuesday and we arrived into the hotel about 11 o'clock at night on the Thursday in San Luis. Jeez. And what's the time difference? Four hours Therefore, I was behind us. Oh, okay. I suppose you had a bit of time for us, so I was just going to say, like, she's yeah, going to be so if you had a game on the... We trained, we trained, we trained Friday, what, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and then the first game Sunday. was supposed to be Monday, but it was rained out, there was yeah. storm-like weather. Well, that's what they say, it's more like an average day in Cork, really. There's <laughs> a bit of rain. That's true, yeah. So, so, I think there was two or three small puddles on the pitch, so they cancelled. Go away. The first round of games. And tell us how the group went. Well, we know how it went, yeah, but tell, we tell everybody so how it went. first game was Canada in the end. It was supposed to be Spain on the Monday, but that got pushed back. So we played Canada in the first game on the Wednesday. So we drew three all in that, winning 3-2 up until the 68th minute when we conceded the penalty. I mean, the mood in the camp was low after that, really. You had a bit of a show for a pen on, anyway, mm. or you went down anyway. Yeah, it was a bit of a dive, I think, was it? <sighs> Just contact, you know, got <laughs> across the man and you stuck the leg. If he was a Robbie Brady, yeah. it was more like Ashley Young or Deli Alley or someone like that. Uh, he he kind of jumped over him a bit. Like, <laughs> You've admitted you were watching to it. on the YouTube live stream in college. I fancy myself as a Louis Suarez in that one now. Oh. oh. <laughs> so that game finished what? Three all in the end, Three yeah. yeah. So, so, 
look the point okay, exactly okay. but f- next game after that brazil so they are highly ranked aren't they they're, yeah, they're well up they there they were professional up until this year they had serious funding for the paralympics mm. obviously it being in brazil and they were the host yeah. nation they were pumped serious money in so we played them they were world number three they won the bronze medal in rio yeah and look a couple of soft goals to give away kind of we had a game plan went out and there was literally just you know them two or three small moments you know it might only be two or three seconds in the game you know it might be that split second but they're that good that they took advantage mm. i think but they were four and a half at half time yeah yeah finished five and once the few changes were made actually we didn't concede we played a lot better in the second half yeah very good so that was good um while Spain that was next. happening, oh, Canada sorry. beat Spain. Yeah. So we kind of knew then, coming into the Spain game, there needed to be a nine-goal swinging goal difference. Okay, yeah. For us to go Brazil were playing Canada and you were playing Spain. At the exact same so time in separate you stadiums. You need Brazil to win yeah. by this much and you need to win by that yeah, much. Yeah, but so kind overall. of what's happened in the past <coughs> is that Brazil, they're clever. They don't want the better teams in the knockout stages. Okay. So they've actually kind of, they knew it was going to goal difference. So we were kind of like, they're not going to do us any favours there. They're going to take it easy. Yeah. And look, well, you haven't seen the game, so I don't know if that's true or not, but Brazil only beat Canada. Apparently. Oh, you're just slandering Brazil over like this. <laughs> Brazil only beat Canada 2-0 in the yeah. end, so... And they beat G5 and you drew yeah, Canada, so you're kind of we're thinking... We're kind of thinking, mm, is there that much of a difference? Apparently, like, yeah. But yeah. happy boss. we managed to beat Spain 7-0. Oh, yeah. big win. Get the goal difference we need. And what, what was, what, so did you squeeze through by a goal or something in the end? We were it? plus, we plus one, I don't know, we were plus three or four. We had one goal better and goal difference to them Jesus anyway. That's mad, isn't it? You need every one of the seven goals. Yeah. And did you have someone like listening to the Canada, get, Canada, Canada game? That's a great question, Great, great question, so though. We, we you'd love to know. Like, yeah, like, you know, the Premier League now. We had six staff members with us. So we had... The two assistant coaches, our head manager, who was not really involved in the football side, it's more logistics, you know, the organisation, making sure we have everything we need, really. Yeah. Kit man and goalkeeper, goalkeeping coach. Mm-hmm. And then the physio, obviously. So that's the six. So we're only allowed five on the bench. Okay. So we had <clears throat> the kit man, the physio, the two coaches and the goalkeeping coach. So as the manager, Oshin Jordan, he was actually up in just the stands. And there was Wi-Fi in the stadium, so he was on it. So it was literally the full width of the pitch now and everything. Couldn't hear, but he was just there to cross to our managers, the fingers up every time goals were going. Yeah. Oh, so okay, we yeah. knew that with, I think we only Two scored with five minutes to go <laughs> against, I think I got our last goal, only four or five left. And a guy only just come off. And I looked and turned to the, Rob, the assistant coach, he goes, what do we need? He goes, we need to score one more. And I was just there and I was like, bollocks. Man, score. <laughs> no, you're just saying you're like pressures on them. Yeah, like, you know. Mm. They didn't shout it to the players on the pitch, it was only the people on the bench knew. Mm. So it's handy that way, you know, you're not gonna be shouting on you, we need to score, we need to score. You know, the last thing you want to do is inside panic on the pitch then. So mm. you know, I think they nearly actually scored a breakaway goal with a few minutes to go and Jeez, we were pushing. Mode stuff. So like they were just going back and I was just saying, I was like, Will someone kick him? Take him down, just, <laughs> just take Jeez. the booking for the team. Like, so you qualified second in the group, second in the group, only then you were uh, sorry, so I cut you off. our award for second in the group then was Russia, Russia, yeah. And they used to be world number one, they were and professionals, and still are professional. But what happened then was they got <laughs> kicked out of the Paralympics by the IPC, oh. all the Russian athletes were banned. Oh, so when it comes to the way the world ranking, 
<laughs> the way the world rankings work in CP football is there's just your standard ranking points for three years and the fourth year of the cycle with mm. the Paralympics it's double ranking points okay so there's just by two times multiplier so, so a lot of teams are in pass mode you get 30 yeah. Yeah, yeah so what happened was they dropped to seventh in the world rankings mm. after not after being that. there yeah. yeah fiasco so happy out for them second seeds <laughs> Yes. So they topped their group and, mm. and we came second, so we got them. And like I mentioned before, yeah. I, I started that game and I think that was my first time actually starting against Russia. And it was a case of you're going in at half time and you are already out on your feet looking for yeah. that 15 minutes of rest going, I need every second here mm. now to get the breath back and go again. We watched it and like you, you held them for the first while. like. But you could just see that they 17 had... 17 minutes, I think, Yeah, was the which first is, goal. and they're 60-minute games, just to yeah. let you yeah, know, yeah. 17 minutes of, of 60 minutes, not 90. But um, They were big, like, they were, you know, they were They, they were, were, they were well able like, to move the ball yeah. and stuff, yeah. like, you know. Just, I think you could even, see that they were professional. Even your yeah, goalie made a few like, saves early and kind of think the post might have been hit and stuff, as, if I recall correctly. Yeah, but I think they were, they were a decent balling team like to be fair like you know yeah look i think when you get up against them teams in cp football you have you know the three or four up at the very top mm. and look they're all getting insane money pumped mm. and you look where they're just funding our trips you know that's the money we have is to enough to money to train to enough money to go yeah. to the tournaments yeah that's hard to go up against when there's different levels like that yeah, like you know professional teams and amateur teams yeah, yeah. I was bit wacky, earlier, like it's crazy yeah. like. but i think <clears throat> you're almost heading into it knowing like oh, you're not going to win it but you're there for the you go into every the game with the attitude, you yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you have to go in Fuck looking sake. for a result, you know. <laughs> you're negative. <laughs> if you're going out on the pitch going, they're professional, we're Debbie amateur. Debbie over here. <laughs> we're, we're getting spanked, just lose. The Russians got the better of you in the end. Um, yeah, so good experience overall? Unreal. Yeah. I think after, you know, the way I'm contrasting it when people ask me at the moment is, what's better, Brazil or Argentina? Yeah. And it goes, depends what you're asking me on. If it's on football, four games in... Rio didn't kick a ball. Oh, six sorry. games in Argentina, played in every single match. Kicked Started two balls. four of the six. <laughs> <laughs> Only lesson, bro. I was counting, it was actually seven. Oh, he makes a joke and all the Yeah, kick a game over there. <laughs> Good race, yo. Um, so Tony. I, I was just going to say, am I right saying an Irish player finished top goal scorer? Yeah. Yeah, Dylan Sheridan, showed up. He scored oh. an absolute worldly, was it against Holland? Holland, yes. Yeah. He scored a few worldies, by the Did yeah, he, he score? Was, on the oh, FAI yeah. Facebook page yeah, yeah, was looking and for the them, YouTube yeah. channel FAI TV Shout check out. it out so they're the only think, media I saw covered yeah I yeah. think yeah. Joe frankly not YouTube channel covering it I think probably one of the best strikers in CP yeah. football oh he was lead he was, was, he was not yeah. making he was making Maradona type runs yeah, and slotting the ball makes people look silly he's got a serious left leg and I'm like <coughs> training against him is a nightmare you go yeah. up in training and you're like the only way to stop him is kick him yeah, <laughs> and what did he finish with? How many goals? He finished with. It's debatable if it's nine or ten. Yeah, okay. he had a couple of hat tricks. He scored nine definitely. Yeah, but the, the official tournament has awarded Aaron's long distance goal against Canada as Dylan's. Oh, That's so what I saw as well. Yeah. That's why I said it. I thought it was a hitter. It, it hit a just to clarify. It hit the back of a Canadian. Oh, is it? Dylan or Aaron? So you're not going with Darren either. <laughs> I'll give it to Aaron because it was on target. Power, it was on target. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I think either way, I think the fellow with second most goals in the tournament was an Iranian fellow with eight anyway. So okay. either way, top goal scorer was yeah. deserved mm. as well. Did what did he get in Brazil? Was it around the same as he? He only got two, maybe three goals in Brazil. <laughs> but like, I think there's, no, there's some difference there. Like, well, I, think oh, exactly. I think he was nine. Like, yeah. that's. Yeah. 
To be fair, he was the same as Lido. He wasn't wasn't given much game time in Brazil. I think he was left short on game Mm. time, similar to a few other players. You are the saltiest <laughs> man. Yeah, we, have nickname, we have a nickname for Pete, Salty Pete. So I think he's he's shown it. <laughs> he's shown it today yeah. some bits of it. Um, so great experience overall anyway. Unbelievable. Um, I suppose looking back on your whole journey, who would have been big influences for you, do you think, in your life really? Um, it's a tough one really. Mm. You know, kind of people always ask that question, oh, oh, who's your idol or who's your biggest influence? Yeah. I wouldn't say sporting wise I have any you know mm-hmm. massive idols look look up to my old man in fairness you no know, I think he's always taught me you know the correct way to behave in certain situations mm-hmm. you know always be polite just you know basic yeah. everyday things like that love it that's like Kev asked me if it's not to go who's your idol or something now he's gonna say Joe Rogan he's like aside from your parents I was like she's on you think about her love it I think footballing wise there's Gary Messi, he's the current captain of mm-hmm. our squad. Probably one of baller. the most consistent players in world football for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, it was our previous captain, Luke Evans. An absolute beast of an individual. Now, see this fella, the amount of work he put in, legs like tree trunks. I mean, he was just a machine. He's a machine. And a serious footballer, proper leader. Love it. So I think they'd be the main two footballing ones. Mm-hmm. Just very good, very good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you even gave the your father a shout out there. Well done. Joe doesn't really usually do that, but uh, we'll no. move on from that. Ready to go with that. Have you any more questions for this kid, Kev? I do. I suppose you have this journey now. You've finished with it. What's coming up next? What's the next tournament for you? So the next tournament for us is the European Championships next summer in the Netherlands. Oh, so Ooh, back to Holland. Back yeah. to Holland. Back to Amsterdam. We take back a trip. To Utrecht. We won't touch that. We save that for another day. We have a big Utrecht story, the three of us, but uh, I think we'll save it. We'll Keep save it under Bob's cake. Yeah, yeah, that could take a while to explain. Yeah, that's a full podcast. <laughs> two podcasts. <laughs> two so you're going over there for the European Championships. So it's the European. Yeah. So it's another two weeks off now. So back training in three weeks. Knuckle down, and we'll take it from there. Head down again. Love it. And how would you fancy your chances going in? I suppose it's uh, European Championships, you don't have teams like Brazil and things. There's no Brazil and Iran, who'd be the other two main. So, yeah. realistically, we'll be looking for a medal. Cool. Look, Love be it. if whatever colour it is, but I think the Gold. four main contenders are Ukraine, Russia, ourselves and England. So Every chance, so. We'll be going there with the goal to come back with a medal around our necks. Love it, bud. We'll be there in uh, Dublin we'll Airport, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would there be trials now before that again, just to see if there's new um, talent or new players? Trials, I'm not sure, but they will definitely... But you're not worried about them? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't show up anyway. <laughs> they, they, they'll try and definitely push cerebral palsy football. So even if there's anyone watching out there who have Absolutely. cerebral palsy and mm-hmm. play a bit of football, or even if they just think they might be any good, hit up Oshin Jordan, Football for All, FAI. Yeah. And get in touch, you know. Every or I'm sure they can message you as well. If, yeah, if you, message me, definitely. Yeah. Peter at Cotter. Peter Cotter 2 on Twitter. <laughs> Peter Cotter 2? Peter Cotter you know, I'm two. sure it's Peter Cotter 129. Is there a 9 at the end of your name? That's, sure. that's Instagram. Oh, sorry, Twitter. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, so, is, yeah. Peter sorry. Cotter 2 on Twitter, if anyone wants <laughs> oh, yeah, to DM me. Only, only Twitter, so no Instagram for them. You don't want to give me your Instagram. <laughs> Look, Instagram's getting the cut soon. The phone's running out of memory, so. Oh, <laughs> massive show. Geez. Would you not get rid of Snapchat? <laughs> I have a streak with the girlfriend, you know. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Three hundred and forty, I think. 
What do I do? I can't wait to get to three. Likewise. Once you get to 365, I'm cutting it. That's oh, it. Oh, jeez. Very care. Yes, heads up. Sorry, we'll catch you. Very care, really. Move um, on swiftly. Yeah, so I don't know. Is there any other questions you have for Pete? No. We've chatted for quite a while there now. Um, I suppose, I suppose not really. Like, we've kind of covered everything. And, mm-hmm. like, I just want to say fair play to you. Like, you didn't. Yeah, let, Jesus. Yeah. So you didn't let anything define you. Like, you followed your dreams and you've represented your country. And mm. it's more than you've done. You've done more <laughs> than us in our lives. Like. Uh, well, we follow our dreams here at the podcast, you know, and, yeah, and putting ourselves out there. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say fair play for speaking on cerebral palsy so candidly. Because yeah, absolutely. On second. Do you know, I'd imagine it's probably tough to talk about it, but fair play to you. And you're a fucking credit yourself. And we love you, bro. Cheers, bud. <laughs> and before you go, Pete. Oh, oh guess, he was asking he was this asking earlier. Do, do, do I get a piece of glass now? Like, of course, you get a piece of glass, brother. <laughs> like the there you go. You can put that up on the mantelpiece yeah. with all your Irish caps. Ones, up next to the caps, yeah. Up next to the cap. Cheers, bud. Thank you. Hey, no accident, brother. Thanks for coming on, bro. So, guys. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. subscribe please. That's what the big one. Is a Gmail subscribe. Account. Subscribe. Log into your Gmail onto YouTube. Frankly, lost channel. Subscribe. Just if if you could do one thing for us, it's just subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we need you. You need us. You know, it's a mutual, mutually beneficial. We're not desperate anyway. Uh, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's under. He was like, he was waiting angle for something like. But yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. And we will see you next week. See you next week, guys. Take it easy. Take it handy.